Hello, everybody. Coming to you live from the Sweet Bee Studios. This is the greatest show on dirt, baseball podcast. I am your host, Quentin. I'm super excited to be here. Today is Tuesday, July 10th, and we're going to talk some baseball. Okay, we're going to unpack some Manny Machado talk. Okay, where's Manny Machado going to go? Is he going to go to your team? Should he go to your team? And do you want him to go to your team? I've thought a lot about this. Obviously, being a Chicago Cubs fan, there were talks this past offseason if Manny Machado was going to come to the Chicago Cubs. Me personally, I didn't want Manny Machado to come to my team because I thought my team was going to have to get rid of a lot of young stars. You know, most people hate the Chicago Cubs, but, you know, whether you hate them or like them, you do know that they've got a lot of young players, right? So I think the proposed trade early in the season for Manny Machado were for the Cubs to give up their young shortstop in Addison Russell, their young center fielder in Albert Almora, and then Mike Montgomery, who is this hybrid pitcher who can start and play as a starting pitcher effectively, but also pitch from the bullpen really good. Um, He's a Swiss Army knife. He's a really good pitcher. And when those sorts of things happened, I was like, uh, no, I don't want that. I don't want my young guys to go for a rental. Like, I didn't want it. And I understand that a role as Chapman was, you know, a rental and top prospects were given up. And rentals can be really good, you know. 2015, the Kansas City Royals, you know, get Johnny Cueto and Ben Zobrist as rentals. And I, I think we can say that that whole deal worked out pretty good. So rentals are a good thing. I personally just didn't think it was a good fit. And I kind of, um, you know, that's what I've been kind of thinking in my head over the past two days is, um, you know, where's Manny Machado a good fit and what what teams should go with Manny Machado? You know, apparently um, Dan Duquette, I think Dan Duquette, I think I've got that name right, because you know when you record a podcast, you forget every word the second the red light comes on. I'm lucky I can even get two words out of this podcast, right? Dan Duquette's going to want, he's going to want an army, of young prospect talent for Manny Machado, but you know he's held on to Manny Machado for so long, and now this rental period is getting towards the end. Um, there's a lot of questions sometimes on if a position player can make that much of a difference, you know, because I think the past few trade deadlines always the, the the number one conversation seems to go around pitching. So last year a lot of the trade deadline conversation was built around you Darvish and Justin Verlander. But as we know, J.D. Martinez made a, a huge impact in Arizona in about 50 games. I think at like 29 home runs. I mean, he sent balls to the moon, kid. He was like the Neil Armstrong of baseball. Like, it's crazy town. But obviously, you know, you've got um, the Arizona Diamondbacks that were bounced in the first round. And the two pitchers that were acquired at the trade deadline, the two big names, well, they their teams made it to the World Series. So there is a, some conversation some conversation on social media about, man, is this guy really worth it? Is Manny Machado really worth it because he's a position player? So I've thought about this like just a little bit. You know, today was, uh, yesterday was Monday. Today's Tuesday. Thank goodness. And uh, Monday at work, God, Mondays being Mondays, I spent most of my workday on the internet reading baseball stuff, right? Don't tell the boss that was for entertainment purposes only. But, you know, I kind of like looking at the teams and you've got, um, the teams that are interested in Manny Machado, they're teams that have put in offers on Manny Machado. And you can read any online article. These teams are listed in order of appeal, right? So the teams I'm about to name in very specific order from first to last, 
have offered the Baltimore Orioles like the best goods for Manny Machado. You've got the Dodgers with the number one offer. Diamondbacks two, Indians three, Phillies four. No, 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 no. Hold on. <laughs> Dodgers one, Diamondbacks two, the Milwaukee Brewers at three, Philly four, Atlanta five, Cleveland at six, Chicago at seven, right? I, I'm i a Cubs fan. I don't think – Manny's not going to the Cubs. End of story. But I do want to start with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Now, this might have to be like a two-part episode. Okay. So I thought in my head, I was like, okay, Manny Machado to the Dodgers makes a ton of sense, right? Because Corey Seager's hurt, and the Dodgers have good pitching, right? You've got Clayton Kershaw, who I don't have to talk about, right? Clayton Kershaw's a really good pitcher. I don't know if there are a lot of guys on the planet that have a career ERA below three, and I think Clayton Kershaw has a career under an average below three. And he's, he pitches a lot of innings besides he's he's been hurt the past couple years, but he should be, uh, you know, primed, I believe. He's he's pitching um, tonight. Okay, I'm going to – this podcast is being recorded Monday night for Tuesday uh, upload. I don't know how to talk. I'm trying to lie to you on dates. Clayton Kershaw's pitching right now. I don't know how well he's pitching, but he's pitching right at this very moment. And if stuff starts to go good, you know, even in his last start, he he, he still wasn't 100%. Been a great start last go around. So what you've got is, oh, Clayton Kershaw does have a career. Oh, that can't be right. Clayton Kershaw has a career of 2.38 ERA. That's ridiculous. Clayton Kershaw's a phenomenal pitcher. But with the Dodgers on top of Clayton, you've got Art Walker Bueller, who I think is on the disabled list right now, who's about to come off. And then Ross Stripling, who, who uh, statistically right now is the best pitcher on this team. And then we all know what Alex Wood can do, right? So name those four guys. And if those are your four guys in a playoff rotation, you're in really good shape. So with Manny Machado going to the Los Angeles Dodgers. One, that's got to be the team that he makes the most impact on. And I think with the Dodgers, their window, their window's closing, right? Like, I don't think their window's going to end this year. But the Dodgers, you know how those things go. There aren't a lot of teams where their windows, I think, stay open for a very long time. But they have been to the postseason quite a bit over the last few years. And they can't really make it past the NLCS. And then when they did last year, they lost in the World Series. And the one thing that held them back was pitching, which is extremely odd. But if you're the Dodgers, in my opinion, if you're the Dodgers, you've got to give up. If the Baltimore Orioles want some of the prospects that you've got that aren't on a major league roster, I'm inclined to say, take them. You can have them. For a couple reasons. One, the Dodgers can win with what they've got right now, and they can do it for a long time. There aren't a lot of old players on this team, I don't believe. These cats are young, and you can win with the players that you have right now. Last year, they won at an unprecedented pace for that streak that they had. This team can win. So if they want Alex Verdugo or like your 19-year-old stud prospect catcher, if you're a Dodgers fan, I think you give up your prospects, anyone who's not actively playing, and get Manny Machado. Because if the Dodgers get Manny Machado, they're definitely favored to go back to the World Series in the NL, 100%. Because their pitching's got to hold up. And so I like... The idea 
of the Dodgers doing what it takes to get Manny Machado. I think that Manny Machado could possibly be the Dodgers' Aroldis Chapman when the Cubs picked up Aroldis Chapman for stud, stud prospect Glaber Torres, who's now slaughtering the AL with like 15 home runs and could likely be rookie of the year this year if he stays healthy because he's on the disabled list now for something. I don't remember. But either way, that was a top prospect for a rental. And the Cubs knew they weren't going to re-sign Aroldis Chapman. But at this point, if you're the Dodgers, reason number two, you've got you've got a chance to re-sign Manny Machado. And one of the reasons in this particular case that I like Manny Machado going to the Dodgers, and I think this kind of would go for some other teams too, and maybe some other smaller market teams like the uh, – the Braves and the Phillies, and the Phillies aren't a small market team, but they're not the Dodgers and they're not the Yankees, right? So here's what I was thinking. So Manny Machado, obviously if you're a free agent in the player's head, two of your favorite teams to go to in free agency would have to be the Dodgers and the Yankees, right? One, because they've got kind of like a storied history, but two, they can also pay you the most money. So, like, you kind of want that. And I would imagine if you're a baseball player, the one place you want to play out of anywhere would be the New York Yankees. Any player that gets traded to the Yankees or signs with him, it's kind of like this is like a, a dream come true because the Yankees are like the pinnacle of playing on the highest level in all of baseball. I'm not a Yankees fan, but if you're a Yankee, you're playing on the highest level for historically like the best team that ever existed, like 27 World Series, whatever. And it, it pains me, pains me to say that. But it's true. It's true. The Yankees are the biggest stage. Like, the Yankees' backup catcher, like, Tyler Austin, like, he, he's well-known. <laughs> he's, like, they're all of their players. I can name, like, every Yankee player. And I think a lot of people can name more Yankees players than anyone. The Yankees, they're just more of a famous team than what other you know, teams are. So if you play for them, your name's more likely to be remembered. And I think when you're an athlete, you want your name to be remembered. And the Yankees, they're the top spot to do that. So if you're any other baseball team, I think there's an incentive to get Manny Machado before the trade deadline's up. Because, yeah, you know, you might not have a chance to re-sign him. And he could obviously go somewhere else. Because if you give up a stud prospect... Um, there's no guarantee that Manny Machado is going to sign an extension with you. He might go somewhere else in free agency. He's 26 years old, and he's having the season of his career right now. Of course he's going to want to shop the market. But if you can get Manny Machado and you're not the New York Yankees, you can let him test run your organization for a little bit and you know really dive into that culture. And if you're the Los Angeles Dodgers, you've got to like that. Because, you know, the Yankees could be the favorite to sign Manny Machado. So if you're the L.A. Dodgers, hey, let him, out, come, let him come out west real, real quick. You know, let him work with Dave Roberts. Let him meet the players and, you know, kind of get his feet wet in this culture and see how he likes it. So he could come out to L.A. and re-sign with him because he plays there, goes deep into the playoffs, maybe wins a World Series, and maybe doesn't, but maybe gets to the World Series, likes what the team has going on. You know, the GM and the coaches in L.A. sell him on the culture, and he resigns. That automatically, if you get Manny Machado at the trade deadline, it has to put you a step ahead in the resign process. I believe it does, which means, you know, if you're the Philadelphia Phillies or the Atlanta Braves and you're a fan of those teams, you might sit back and say, oh, too soon, too soon, right? Because the Phillies and the Braves are all ahead of schedule, and they're not quite ready yet. So we know that the Phillies— 
might not make it that far in the postseason because of their young hitting. And their young hitting could get dominated by really good pitching. So my initial inclination is to say no to the Phillies. The Phillies don't need him right now. Just just let the Phillies try to sign him into free agency. But there's that step ahead. And if you're a big free agent stud, I mean, New York, L.A., Philly might not be top on your list. But if you go there at the trade deadline, you work with Gabe Kapler, who I think is a really good coach. You get really immersed in that culture. You might get sold on that culture. So for that reason alone, I wouldn't be mad if the Phillies jump on Manny Machado. Because, yeah, their rebuild is ahead of schedule. But the Phillies, I believe, are building a really good organization. They have a really good culture going. And Manny could go there and he could really, really like it. The Braves, in my eyes, are even further off than what the Philadelphia Phillies are because they do not have the starting pitching that Philly has. Right now, I'm, I'm bullish. I'm really high up on the Philadelphia Phillies starting pitching. Obviously, Aaron Nola is an ace. I think he's one of the best pitchers in all of baseball. you got Jake Arrieta, who's inducing a ton of ground balls. I mean, there are more ground balls in a Jake Arrieta game than there are in a kid's t-ball game. And then at that point, you've got Vince Velasquez, who, who's coming up. Vince Velasquez can strike... He strikes some guys out, and Zach Eflin had a phenomenal start a couple weeks ago against the Yankees with seven seven innings to shut out ball. You got four guys that could pitch well in the playoffs. But I'm looking at the Braves, and, you know, Sean Newcomb's had some pretty big opportunities to pitch well, you know, against some big teams, and it hasn't quite worked out. But even though the Atlanta Braves, I think, are further off, I think in a free agency – if you're the Atlanta Braves, you have 0% chance probably of landing Manny Machado, and your only real chance is to acquire him at the trade deadline. So if the Braves are happy with the product on the field, because I feel like offensively the Braves have the pieces right now to do really well for years to come, yeah, the Phillies could be in a situation, or excuse me, the Braves could be in a situation where they could let go of some prospects and just give this Manny Machado thing a try. And if you think that that's stupid, then you haven't looked at Manny Machado's stats, really, because he's a generational talent who right now is batting well over 300 with 20-plus home runs. I mean, this season he could he could likely have a 50-home run, 110 RBI season and bat 320. That's a huge year, and we know he's a good defender. The shortstop metrics are down right now. So his war is lower than what it should be because if you go to baseball reference and look at his defensive war, I, th I think it's like a negative one-something, and that could be a little alarming for some people. But you have to remember that he's played third base for a really, really, really long time, so it could take him half a season or maybe even a full season to get fully accustomed for playing shortstop every day, right? So if you're telling me that he's like this gold glove, like best defensive third baseman in the league or one of the best, don't get mad at me, Nolan Arenado fans, one of the best, Manny Machado, there's no way that he's going to go to shortstop and just crap the bed. I don't buy it. He's too good of an athlete. So the fact that he wants to play shortstop doesn't change my mind at all. If I'm a GM, let him come here and play shortstop and hit 320 and hit 45 home runs. I don't care. He's great. And so for that reason alone, like I think it's kind of worth it for the Atlanta Braves to sit back and say, man, you know, we're really far off on this rebuild. But I think we should kind of get Manny in this system and let him know what we're about. And if you have the prospects to give up, so be it. And hell, if you make it to the NLCS and go pretty far, it's baseball, man. Anything can happen. Anything could happen. But, you know, you also, I mean, those teams could have the, the prospects to land Manny Machado and get Blake Snell from Tampa Bay. You do that, you're in really good shape. So, like, if I'm the Braves or the Phillies, no, no, if I'm the Braves, 
I want to get Manny Machado and I want to get Blake Snell. But if I'm the Phillies, like I'll get Manny if I can get him. I think the Phillies do need bullpen help, that's for sure. But in my eyes right now, Manny Machado makes the biggest difference for the Los Angeles Dodgers because out of all the teams on this list, I feel like I think Los Angeles is the best. I think the Dodgers are obviously better than the Diamondbacks. I think they can be better than the Brewers once all their starting pitching gets healthy. So, yeah, I think the Dodgers are better than the Brewers. I don't know that the Brewers are going to play at this level for the whole season because I don't know that their starting pitching can keep this up for the entire year. Maybe they can, but I don't know if Junior Guerrera and Freddie Peralta, Frankie Peralta, Freddie Peralta, they've got pitchers. I'm not even too sure of their names, and I'm not too sure how far down they're going to pitch really well. But it's Freddie Peralta, who's had some good starts. And then obviously Corey Canable, Josh Hader, like Mr. Strike You Out, you know, that, that's a thing. He strikes out like three batters per like inning he strikes out like 27 guys per nine basically it's ridiculous it's really like 16 or 17 he's a strikeout machine don't get me wrong the phillies are really i mean the uh brewers the brewers are really good i think the dodgers are better once all their pitching comes back i'm I'm sold on a staff with clayton kershaw walker bueller alex wood ross stripling they're hitting on all cylinders when you get in the playoffs they're going to do damage i think they're better than cleveland philly atlanta the cubs are the Dodgers better than the Cubs? That's a good question because I'm a Cubs fan. That's a hard one to answer. Right now I'd say yeah. And that's because the Cubs starters, they're man, they're really having a rough go at it this year for sure. They're not doing so much. And I don't know when Yu Darvish is going to come back. That makes me nervous with the Cubs is what Yu Darvish is going to do in the playoffs if indeed he makes it to the playoffs. But I want to pose this last question. Um and you, you know, if, if you're sitting in your car right now, my goal is to get you yelling at this podcast while you're driving down the road. If would you rather have? Should my team go after Jacob Degrom instead of Manny Machado? Is Jacob Degrom the more valuable acquisition at the July 31st trade deadline? All the talk right now is Manny Machado. Most people believe that Jacob DeGrom and the Mets, like maybe the Mets are going to want too much, and no one's just kind of down for that. So, you know, I think um, kind of the popular opinion right now is there's really not a whole lot of talk about Jacob DeGrom seriously getting traded because the bounty for that harvest is going to be a little too much. But hear me out. The Los Angeles Dodgers... I like him getting Manny Machado, but should the Dodgers get Jacob DeGrom, right? One, if Clayton Kershaw, you're going to kill me for this if you're a Dodgers fan, Clayton Kershaw is not the best in the postseason. He's got about a four and a half ERA, and I'm just going to go ahead and say it. If Clayton Kershaw would do his job in the postseason – meaning if Clayton Kershaw would be an ace in the postseason, if he would do in the postseason what he does in the regular season, the Dodgers would have won the World Series last year, and they could have even won it in 2016. No, 2015 is the year I'm thinking of, because in 2015 the Dodgers had Zach Greinke and Clayton Kershaw, and they ran into a buzzsaw called the New York Mets and Daniel Murphy. When you're the best pitcher on the planet who's got a career ERA of 235 over like 2,000 innings, what happens to you in the postseason? 
I don't know. It's kind of the same thing happens to David Price. I wonder, you know, if this is a little bit of the yips. And the yips are real, you know. See Rick Ankiel, see Chuck Knobloch throwing the first. Ryan Zimmerman taking the ball and throwing it to second. I mean, these things really do happen. It's happening to you, Darvish, right now. Guys, like, quit baseball because of the yips. And something happens with Clayton Kershaw when he goes from regular season to postseason. Um, I think he's got – I think Clayton Kershaw has appeared in 24 postseason games. His team is 12-12 and 12 in those games where Clayton Kershaw appears. That's odd, being such a dominant pitcher. That's really weird. So, in my opinion, what held – the Dodgers back from what I saw. I'm not going to give you data or numbers. This is an MLB network. <laughs> pitching, starting pitching held these boys back. So if the Dodgers give up, Dodgers got the Dodgers would probably have the prospects to get Jacob DeGrom if they really made a push for it. What's that do? Do the LA Dodgers right now have a good enough offense to where if they had Jacob DeGrom to win a couple games? Because the way Jacob DeGrom's pitching right now, you're in any best of seven series, he could probably pitch three times and probably win all three games. That would be such a game changer. And at that point, if Clayton Kershaw, historically, isn't as good in the postseason because maybe a pressure thing, he hasn't had other starters he could really rely on, kind of like that LeBron effect. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying something changes when Clayton Kershaw gets to the postseason. If he's pitching alongside Jacob DeGrom – as Clayton Kershaw, you know, begins to get healthier. As Clayton Kershaw, you know, he's 30 years old, so he's getting more experience under his belt. I'm not going to sit here and compare 2015 postseason Clayton Kershaw to what Clayton Kershaw could be right now. But I know there's something there that says something happens in the postseason with Clayton Kershaw. If, if you were to surround Clayton Kershaw with the best that you possibly could, and let's say you had a guy like Jacob DeGrom and not Manny Machado— and use the top prospects you have in your farm system to get Jacob DeGrom with multiple years of control, could that not be more valuable than Manny Machado? I get, I literally just went on a 15-minute rant about how he was a generational player, but I'm posing the question, is Jacob DeGrom a better guy to get than Manny Machado? Because it's all this Manny Machado talk. But, and this is just specifically for the Los Angeles Dodgers, if something happens, will you put, you've got a, a 30-year-old, more mature Clayton Kershaw, who we know in the regular season, is an unbelievable pitcher. He's pitched nearly 2,000 innings at a 2.38 ERA. He's untouchable in the regular season, but there's some sort of pressure that's getting to him in the postseason to surround him with the best of the best and get Jacob DeGrom, who's pitching better than possibly any pitcher in the National League right now, and with the way the Dodgers can play baseball, Corey Seager or not, I think they could still win without Corey Seager just because their culture seems to be so good. And these Dodgers, they're sneaky like the St. Louis Cardinals where like every season they just have guys that come out of the woodwork that are just hitting monster bombs. Like just look at Mac, Max Muncy right now, Chris Taylor last year. Like this team can do a lot of good things. And so I'm kind of thinking, and this might go for other teams too, but with the Dodgers specifically, the Dodgers might be better off to go with Jacob DeGrom, you know? So when you're driving in your car listening to this, go ahead and like punch your dashboard and yell at me or say, yes, I think you're right, because something could happen there. <laughs> and if you're the Dodgers, and if you're playing the Dodgers in the postseason and you got Kershaw game one, DeGrom game two, man, good luck.
And you got Ross Stripling pitching as good as he is in game three. I mean, I know that, like, you can't put, like, a bunch of, like, stud starting pitchers. You know, the Atlanta Braves only won one World Series. Like, I get it, you know, but the Chicago Cubs won the World Series in 2016. And I, they had a good offense. I don't know that they had the best offense in baseball, but I know they had a historically great defense, and they had an historically great starting rotation. And they had hitters that could work together and get the job done. So when you look at the Los Angeles Dodgers, they've been together for a while. They've been through some bad stuff. This team's starting to mature, and you know they're getting closer to the top of the mountain. So part of me maybe feels like they don't fully need Manny Machado and they need Jacob DeGrom more just because of the closeness that this team has built. And if you were to give up stud prospects to get Jacob DeGrom, man, I think those boys are going to see that the the faith, you know, the position players are going to see the faith that, you know, upper management has in them. And that, that could mean a lot too. It really could. Or, but it also means like a position player comes to town and bashes a bunch of home runs. You know, there is a history of position players getting traded at the deadline and just going wherever they go and just slaughtering balls. Like, uh, the year Manny Ramirez went to the Dodgers in 08, like, dude batted like 400. J.D. Martinez, like, that was a huge deal. Ben Zobers played pretty well when he moved. Um, man, I remember Manny Ramirez in 08 because they smoked the, uh, the Chicago Cubs in the NLDS in 08. Hunter Pence went to Philly. At a trade deadline, he went pretty good. But, of course, Mark Teixeira to the Angels, like that was a pretty good deal too. There's a whole thing with a position player. It's like they go super sane when you trade him at the deadline and just get a ton better. I'm really curious to see where Manny Machado is going to go. I honestly do think Jacob DeGrom will stay a Met. I don't think he should, though. And I personally think the Dodgers should go after Jacob DeGrom. And I think the Philadelphia Phillies should do whatever they can to get Manny Machado so Manny Machado can see the culture in that clubhouse because the Phillies have got money to pay. I'm going to go ahead and close this show out. Greatest show under. Thank you for listening. Um, to give you a little update on what we're doing, we are actually fully back in the new studio. So we laid some hardwood floors um, last weekend. Uh, my buddy Fernie Mercado from uh, Charred Urban Woodworks, he came over and mounted the uh, desk to the wall. So we're fully in here. I think we're ready to record about an episode finally, like every every day or every other day, maybe every third at worst, um, 20 to 30 minute episodes. So they'll kind of make it easier for you to listen to when you're uh, on your way to work or you're at work. But either way, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to The Greatest Show on Dirt. Um, if you see us on Twitter, we are on Twitter at Greatest on Dirt. So you could always message us on there and tell us where you think. Uh, Manny Machado is going to go. Tell us how completely wrong we are. And uh, we're also on uh, Instagram, too. I should probably get you this stuff. Hold on. Let me uh, – let me – hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, that's right. We're on uh, We're on Instagram as Greatest Show on Dirt, at Greatest Show on Dirt, on Instagram. And then on Facebook, you can just search the Greatest Show on Dirt. But if you do the little at symbol, we're uh, Greatest on Dirt on Facebook as well. So if you listen to this episode and you should, like – Go on our social media and tell us how awful we are and where Manny Machado is really going to go because we all know that predicting baseball is like the worst thing to do in the world. It's like we have like I have worse odds than like the weatherman does because everyone talks about the meteorologist being wrong. Don't try to get me guessing a baseball stat. Greatest show under. Thank you for listening. You guys have a phenomenal Tuesday. Take care.